Cross the Streams podcast, Kip here. It's a flawed and uncut segment. This one might take a little longer depending upon how, how fast I go through it. We'll see. Uh, but I'm calling it Home Alone. Uh, because I don't know about all the men out there listening, but over the course of my life, I've had an interesting relationship with this concept of the house to myself. You know, the easy straight line for those of us, I think we're Gen X, maybe, uh, the luckiest generation, the Oregon Trail generation, uh, born in 79, so grew up, was uh, old enough to remember Macaulay Culkin, the classic Christmas movie, right, Home Alone. When you're a kid growing up, you find yourself home alone. It can feel and go a number of ways. You know, number one, say you're 10. You're amped up and revved up to, to get to do whatever you want, when you want, how you want, because mom and dad aren't there to say shit. You might build up in your mind this idea that today is going to be Oreos, video games, Pepsi, and no responsibilities. Then, inevitably, you come down the stairs and mom has left a list of chores on the damn kitchen table that you got to get done today, a specific, specific time that you need to check in with her, and also, hey, remember your dad will be home at this time, so here, your king of the castle is short-lived at best. Um, hashtag resort home vacation out the window, and not to mention if you have siblings like I did, a younger brother, Kane, obviously. And you're the oldest, you're never really home alone anyway, and you're probably in charge of the other one getting all their shit done. So you're just kind of running around yelling it at him or her to get their stuff done so you don't get in trouble. Uh, now fast forward a little bit, hashtag home alone again. Uh, now you're in your teenage years. Uh, and either you or your friends you know have a weekend where, hey, my parents are out of town. Um, and now, you know, your, your brain right now, and I just said that teenagers plus parents out of town, you probably jump to some scene of teenage social gatherings without adults that you grew up with in pop culture. So maybe you're a mad science era, that movie, Can't Hardly Wait, House Party, American Pie, Superbad, Project X, you know, whatever Hollywood production portrays the chaos that is parents are out of town, let's have a party. Um, you know, the idea is to be home alone and burn it all down with 50 of your closest friends. Then once again, reality sets in. You yourself, teenage Kip, you're terrified of your parents finding out anything you might be doing socially. So you don't really want that many people at your place anyway. You couldn't get away with it. You'd rather just kind of sit around and play video games with a pizza and chill. So you do that. Okay, so as, now jump to when you're a young adult before kids so your spouse and yourself you might have the same weekend off um or i'm sorry your your spouse might have a weekend with her sisters or friends and she's gone she's on a work trip you find yourself home again by yourself you got a driver's license now you got freedom to drink you got money to burn and the world is at your fingertips and then inevitably right you sleep in mow the lawn fall asleep in the third quarter of the game you were watching and you eat a microwave pizza and you go to bed you know, I paint this picture, obviously somewhat tongue-in-cheek, as I'm using stereotypes of what we supposedly desire, I know. But as a 43-year-old father, husband, coach, and business owner now, being home alone can sometimes remain an ideal, the reality of which still falls far short of the expectations you had going in with it. I think I find myself, as a lot of adults do, fantasizing about just some peace and damn quiet, or just let me have the house to myself for a weekend and I'll be straight. I'll be in a much better mood. I'll get kind of refocused and away we go. You know, we all have jobs, schedules, kids, uh, their schedules, appointments, their appointments, errands. 
that keeps us in the rat race of life. And for some reason, I still find myself deluding myself into thinking home alone is the answer to my stress, anxiety, angst. I'm here to tell you, for me personally, I'm finding home alone to be at best a couple of hours of experience uh, rather than an extended few days and at worst a torture chamber of my own design full of potholes and slippage into anxiety and stereotypes of a husband wife roles or mom dad role expectations that I thought I'd grown past but when I'm home alone I can find myself pulled back towards these harmful things now what, what, what do I mean by all that let's use the month of May as an example this is my 13th year of being a head coach uh, and my wife Kelly can attest that every single May I am a terror to be around you know I think every team has a life cycle and once the kids the players on the team once my young men leave to go to their eight different states we recruit them from so they leave campus after finals in May as a coaching staff you know we're still here you are doing a lot of autobiographical research so to speak uh, that means you know what went right in season and why what went wrong in season and why how can we be better like clearly during the year we're doing some of that reflection work as well but in May is when I've scheduled out hey this particular week is an offensive study week this next two weeks are a defensive study this week is recruiting study you know all are necessary these reviews you know my uncle John taught me a while ago um, that people process execution are the three pillars to success and those are the three areas you got to reflect upon to just decide where you might have come up short uh, and we deep dive a ton about our processes especially when our people are gone and try to be better at the execution and we try to spend May figuring out whether or not we need to change things uh, recruiting is usually wrapping up in May you know in terms of getting closure on the final number of commits we're gonna have but we really don't have a team in May we have guys we know will be part of the team but we're not actively seeking them uh, you know we're not actually seeing them that often you know we've got a check-in plan and text campaign and phone call checkups from myself and staff but we're not seeing our guys day-to-day -day like we do there aren't any real scoreboards in May there's just rehashing things that already happened, you know, a lot, a lot, watching a lot of film and trying to decide why and could it have been preventable, can it be preventable in the future, can it be repeatable if it was a good thing in the future, all these things. There's not a real rhythm to the month, you know, in season, you know, that you wake up on Sunday, you've got games to review, you got practice to plan, you got game plans to make, you go practice those game plans, you get to the game, you go up the next morning on Saturday, review what happened on Friday, you practice and shoot around and get ready for the game Saturday, and then you repeat. And so you get into a flow. Um, you have real clarity of focus and purpose as a coach in season. It's a lot easier to find that. I myself, am not good with lack of purpose or identifiable places identifiable places to exert creative energy towards i need to be working towards something i don't know if that's healthy but that's just kind of how i am uh, i know i have a business now very proud of the business teams of men and i have a podcast clearly you're listening to the podcast so i have those things but they aren't the same as having a team and a season in games right so i give you all that background because may gives me the most lots of home alone time I experience in a calendar year. In the summertime, you know, the kids are off, right? Kelly's off as a teacher, so there's less of it that happens. Um, 
So May is my biggest amount of home alone. And I'm here to tell you that is when I can fall back into some really toxic gender role assumptions. That I can slip into some thought distortions that can cause distress in our house. The example, I'm gonna give you an example. Yesterday I was home alone, I think 1, 1 to 3.45 p.m. Yeah, I was doing some vote forward letter writing, huge election coming up. I don't know if you saw the horseshit Supreme Court opinion on abortion that came out. Uh, that's a goddamn problem. So I was trying to work the problem as a vote forward volunteer, writing some letters to folks in Texas. Uh, sending a couple emails here and there that I needed to, but th- none of these were life-threatening, urgent, headed towards something work. You know, I was still able, you know, I had two tray tables up, I had my lunch, I had my computers up for emails, I had the letters on one table, but I could still play Call of Duty, y'all, and I was still playing Call of Duty, eating my PBG, I got to walk the dog in the rare sunshine we've seen in Oregon this month, I could still have plenty of time to scroll Twitter and TikTok, you know, what have you, I was not excessively busy, don't let me fool you. Now, this whole time that I'm sitting there, my brain is telling me, yo, we are bored, we should be doing something important. None of this is important. What are we working towards? We're not doing nothing. I didn't really have anything to do. So I get in a mood about that. I've already said I know that's a flaw of mine. And in a truly masculine fashion, decide none of this is mine to fix or carry. This is for others to make me feel better. My wife should come home with something fun to do. She should have an idea. Some of my friends, one of my colleagues should call me to do something fun. They should break me out of this. You know, the kids' schedule is the problem. They're doing too much stuff. we got too many things coming up later. There's no time for fun. Life is so hectic. You know, I just sat there stewing in my own self-imposed mood. Real fun guy at the time. Not once in this did I take it upon myself, who was quote-unquote bored, to do any of the chores around the house that clearly could be done. You know, laundry, cat litter, grocery pickup. None of it. Not once did it even cross my line. I just walked around the house, woe is me, pissed off, grabbing some chips here and there, going back to my little perch, writing one letter, saying an email, and then playing another round of COD and being bored. Now, Kelly, my wife, she would have absolutely thought of all those things that needed to be done around the house for others. Not once did I, the man, think of that. My wife actually called me around three and said, hey, uh, can you pick up Xavier, our youngest, take him to his behavior therapy, and pick up Leah from track practice? Uh, because I would like to be stay here at my school and watch some of my students play softball. I mumbled, sure, in some kind of goddamn attitude that I like to give off. Uh, because somehow her doing what I do literally every single day from October through March, namely not come home until the evening time because of sports, literally, she was doing this one time in May, and I do it five months out of the year. And I was somehow off-put by this. That was the mood I threw out at her. What the fuck, Kip? Like the t-shirt says, you guys, some of you guys have seen me wear it. She is not your rehab. Others in the universe do not exist to entertain me or soothe me. Do it your damn self. And I remember that. You know, I don't know how. I'm, don't put a halo over my head because I'm the one that got in this funk in the first place. Um, after picking up my daughter from track practice. I finally somehow snapped out of my self-imposed funk, started making dinner for the kids, and wrote this podcast episode. Started typing and writing out the episode. I think it was kind of catharsis and maybe a warning, I guess, for other men out there. 
Uh, home Alone is overrated and full of pitfalls for me. And I say this not because my experience is the sole way everyone must be experiencing the world, but as always, I like fostering dialogue and, and if you model being vulnerable and model admitting failure like I clearly did yesterday and maybe allow some connection to form between myself and listeners who might be experiencing the same. You, however, you could be very good listening to the car. You could be great at home alone. You could be awesome at it. It could be your favorite time. Don't let me judge you at all. I am I, I'm jealous. Um, teach me. Feel free to DM me, call me, text me. Teach me how to be better at those times. Uh, but for others out there, let this sharing that I did uh, be a way of me saying you're not alone. We're going through it. If you can see failures in me, maybe you can prevent it from manifesting in you. Uh, and there are things as men that 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 feeling of I should be working towards some conquering or some, some accomplishment of status. Sometimes you can sit in silence and you got to learn how to sit with yourself. Uh, and I'm still... Yes, like I say, I'm a master in the making, so I'm still a student engaging, educating, and failing at this thing called life. Home Alone, Flawed and Uncut, Cross the Streams Podcast. Content reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.